0: This is Katie Prejean-McGrady, and this is AVE Explores. The fourth week of Advent often gets shortchanged. It's usually just a couple of days because of the way the calendar falls. But this year, in 2020, we have gotten almost an entire week of the fourth week of Advent. A full, by the time we get to Christmas, five solid days that we have had the chance to really lean into this final week of preparation, of of welcoming sweet baby Jesus, as we call him in our house, into our homes. And I think there's something really beautiful about the fact that We've gotten this fourth week at the end of a year where everything has felt weird and strange and very difficult and hard, that we've had an almost full fourth week of Advent to just reflect upon the idea that we're called to charity. Every week of Advent has a theme, hope, peace, joy. And in this final week, we think about love, charity, And sometimes that word, it means, you know, giving, being generous, helping those in need. But it also is being, I think, godly. God is love. And if we're contemplating love, that means we're contemplating God. And in this fourth week of Advent, what better thing to really reflect on than how I can be more like the one who is coming in the first place, the whole reason we've been celebrating this season. I wanted to sit down with somebody who thinks about the faith in a really unique way, and somebody who is on the front lines of reimagining ways that we can approach our faith. When I say reimagining, I, I don't mean changing, but but thinking about things in a creatively and vastly and intensely beautiful way, and Haida Marie Pedersen is one of those people. And Reliquary Supply, the company that she and her husband created and run, is creating really cool things and beautiful things for the church and for the faith, for you and for me, to be able to dig into our faith more. Here on Ave Explorers, we are all about um, giving space for people to tell us the really cool things that they're doing for the church. And the the conversation we're having today um, I think gives a really cool snapshot of What charity looks like when lived? What charity looks like when we step outside of our comfort zones? What charity can look like in the season of Advent when we are intentionally preparing for the birth of Christ? This, of course, is part of our Ave Explores Advent miniseries, You can find all the other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, on the Ave Maria Press website, really wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations about hope, peace, joy, and this week on charity. We also do have an episode next week for Christmas. Obviously, Christmas is this Friday, and we're going to be dropping a Christmas episode a few days after Christmas Day, but friendly reminder, Christmas is 12 days, and so that episode hopefully will help you continue to celebrate the Christmas season. For now... Please enjoy this conversation with Haida Marie Pedersen about charity in Advent. Haida, thanks so much for joining us on Ave Explorers.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so I'm a big fan of your work, which I see some of it on the bookshelf behind you. Nobody that's listening can see it, but I'm really glad that I can. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do.
1: Yeah, so I am the owner of a small business, a Catholic small business called Reliquary Supply. We do reimagined Catholic classics. That's sort of our line where we've sort of given a modern take on classic Catholic sacramentals and different items like the baptismal candle, holy water bottle. We recently redid the Advent wreath, um, different things like that. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I work with my husband, who's the um, creative director and designer, um, and he's the one that does all of the, like, sort of back-end design, and together we sort of put it forth, um, and, you know, it's, it's something different, so.
0: Yeah, where did that idea come from? Did you just, like, walk into a bookstore one day and see ugly candles and decided, <laughs> I want to do pretty ones, or, like, where, what was the spark?
1: Yeah, well, so I worked at a Catholic parish for five years, and I was the director of religious education, RCIA director, um, campus minister, a bunch of different things. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Jack of all trades, right? (laughs) Right, as one usually is in Catholic parishes. But uh, every time Easter would come around, I was always looking for something that sort of spoke to the depth of the faith that Um, You know, our catechumens and candidates and um, first communicants had sort of gone through. And I never really found something that just spoke to me that was like, this, this, you know, (laughs) it it will help send somebody into the future of their lived Catholic faith. So um, after I sort of left that position, um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had two small babies and... Um, Working with the network and the relationship, you know, my husband that I have is like, we can, we can actually do this. We can Mm -hmm. make this happen for other folks and other parishes and other, you know, people who are looking for something similar. So,
0: yeah. Well, I love that phrase. Like what is to live our faith beyond just like that one single sacramental Moment, like I, I wish I still had my baptismal candle, and I've saved them for Rose, and I will save Claire's. Um, although by the time this airs, she will have been baptized, so it will be in her room in this special spot. But, but let's dig into that a little more—the lived Catholic experience, day by day. It's not just we go to church; we come home. Like we are, we're Catholic all the time. When we're washing the dishes, when we're sitting in the living room watching an episode of The Office, what what does faith lived like look for you, mom of two, running a small Catholic business? In the year 2020?
1: Right. It looks like a lot of patience (laughs) and a lot of forgiveness. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I think that um, working with um, other Catholics, like online, which is where we've only been, especially Mm -hmm. in 2020, it's only been online, um, I've gotten to know how other people sort of live their faith. And so I've, I've taken a lot of pointers from folks like you um, <laughs> on how to move forward um, in a way that's productive, especially this year. Um, we do a lot of just practicing patience and, you know, giving people space to feel how they feel and, mm-hmm. you know, say what they need to say, even if it's, you know, quote unquote wrong or like, you know, unkind or something, if we get it out and we... We, we aren't afraid if I'm not afraid of how I'm feeling or what I'm going through or, you know, I struggled with postpartum depression for a while. So, like, you know, having that and, and saying, like, I need to lock myself in a bedroom and I need you to bring me food and I need to just, like, have the office actually is my <laughs> like yep. It's a very
0: comforting postpartum show.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> it is. And and like saying that and knowing that I wasn't going to f- be feeling good and that I was asking a lot, but just like asking for what I needed. Um, that's what lived faith looks like to me. It's a lot less of the sort of the actions and more, or, or, or I guess the actions like, you know, praying a certain way or doing a certain thing, um, because all of that is so important if we have that you know, groundwork done of like, I'm in a bad spot with God mm-hmm. or with Mary or, you know, with my family. And I, I need to say it and speak that truth out first before I can start to offer in a way that's productive, um, you know, in prayer, in communion and, you know, all those other things. So yeah, so for 2020, that's really what it's looked like for us is like getting back to that, like stark reality of like where we're at and mm-hmm. what's, hard and awful and you know what where are we struggling with and and moving forward
0: yeah i I, you said something there that that when we say it out loud it, it becomes real in some sense and then we can own it but i think a lot of catholics are kind of scared to say it out loud to say, you know, like I'm not okay, or I'm having a really hard time with this, or I really miss mass, but I'm also kind of scared to go back because people aren't wearing masks. And so it's kind of this like weird balance of like, I long for the Eucharist, but I also want my fellow brothers and sisters to protect me. And I want to protect them. Um, here at the end of Advent, you know, there's, I think a lot brewing in people's minds about, okay, well I want to do X, Y, and Z better next year i really want to lean into the joy of christmas but maybe i'm i'm, I'm gonna have a hard time doing that mm-hmm. where does and and this is kind of a spontaneous question i guess where do say your business is sacramentals your business is physical things how can maybe physical catholic things help us to do that like what what's in your home right now that's helping your family facilitate saying those things out loud or owning some of those feelings or digging through that and and leaning into the joy of the coming year
1: yeah, so we like to do a lot of things subtly. You know, mm-hmm. minimalism is sort of our thing. You know, where we have tiny little reminders everywhere. Um, it's like a hidden cat. You know, Mary statue. It's like the Via Heart Mary doll mm-hmm. that we both my daughters have now. Um, it's the these tiny little reminders everywhere that just sort of um, kind of refocus the situation, the conversation. You know, when someone's having a meltdown, which Happens a lot, um, and it's not just the kids. Um, uh, being able to look some, you know, around, you know, a holy water bottle—it's just—it's like a, there's like a little cross and a little droplet on it. Just mm-hmm. like oh, oh, just like mm-hmm. those little, those tiny little reminders sprinkled throughout the house. Um, we don't have many because you know we don't have a lot of stuff in general. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it, those things really, truly do help. Um, uh, after we uh, uh, for me I know I sell like a bunch of stuff right like Catholic things um but uh it's like how all those postures and all those items are super lost if we if I don't have the um commitment to the truth behind them you know the, the posturing at mass doesn't mean anything standing up sitting down unless we understand like how our bodies really communicate what's going on. Yeah. And so, you know, with the holy water bottle, it, it doesn't, uh, for example, or the crucifix, we also have a crucifix, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything unless I'm looking at that crucifix and seeing the agony on Christ's face and remembering that that's me too. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know if I have quite answered your question. but That's, that's great. Um, for me, yeah, that those little tiny reminders help get at something much larger and much more important um, than that goes beyond, you know, the stuff that we have.
0: Yeah. When that's, I mean, it, it's almost like the sacramentals are the equivalent of, you know, the virtue of charity, which everything flows from that virtue. So like, if I have the candle, it doesn't mean anything unless I actually know like what the sacrament means that that candle was lit at and like that I'm going to raise my child in the faith and that she's, she's, to use a very she's been saved right like she's been brought into the church um this fourth week of advent we dig into that concept of charity and that idea of and you asked a really great question before while we're talking about the virtue are we talking about being charitable so to you what is charity and then maybe like part two of that would be um how do you see charity being lived in your day-to-day life with your family with your business at the grocery store I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Haida Marie from Reliquary Supply. I didn't mean to leave you with a cliffhanger there. She's going to answer the question, I promise. So keep listening. I just wanted to remind you that this is part of our Advent mini series from AVE Explorers. And you can find all of our episodes about hope, peace, joy, and this episode, of course, charity, at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And next week's Christmas episode will be on those platforms as well. Okay, back to the show.
1: Um. So I'm... I'm a fan of authenticity, of being completely honest. And so I'm going to give that to you here, but I'm just going to warn you. Yeah. Um, for me, charity, I've, le- I've been learning a lot about it this year. I think everyone has, like, what our limits are and, like, yeah. <laughs> how to move forward in in love um, when it doesn't feel good, especially. Um, and the biggest thing that I've learned is that, um, for me, my good intentions don't mean anything close to love. Um, and I think, you know, I was raised Protestant and then became a Catholic when I was a teenager. And, and I think I always got that wrong, that as long as I mean, well, it Mm -hmm. is well, you know, as long as I mean, well, that communicates the love that I'm trying to show. And, um, more so than any other year, I just have realized that that is backwards. Um, the first step that I've learned, um, to love is um, listening is learning Mm. about the folks that I'm trying to love and I'm trying to serve and I'm trying to give myself to. So, you know, when we talk about my business, like the business was sort of built on this idea of like, yeah, we're going to sort of create different Catholic items. But the idea is, you know, I have, I'm married to a designer, you know, both my parents are entrepreneurs. I have a network of people that will help me succeed and I want to generate profit to give to, you know, charities and religious orders doing the corporal works of mercy. You know, that's sort of where my gifts and talents lie and like Mm -hmm. creating this way of sort of funneling money. Um, And that was the idea, right? So uh, like charity, I want to be charitable. I want to give, right? And then this year I've realized, oh my gosh, I have (laughs) missed a huge, a huge part of what charity means. If I'm going to create a business, Um, to love people who are marginalized and oppressed, I need to be not only trying to make money for them, but hiring them along the way, making sure that all of the people that I'm working with are ethically treating their workers. Who are the people I'm trying to, you know, help Mm -hmm. on the other end of it? Like, I need to do a lot more work listening to, you know, to use that Catholic phrase, the cry of the poor. um, I have to listen and I have to learn and I have to, I have to shut up, I have to shut up, you know, instead of having this, like, I am going to go and like make yeah. this business. Uh, you know, I, I actually need to be um, thinking about charity in a completely different way because it's yeah. not enough to like just want to do good. Um, you know, doing good means so much more than, than the desire.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. it sounds like it, it, doing good means that I become good. Yeah. And if I, if I'm doing it from a place of look at me or, I'm trying to earn brownie points for heaven, then that's, that's not charity. That's, that's just trying to make yourself look good in the eyes of God who already knows your heart. So like he can see right through that. Um, how do you think that y'all are going to maybe lean into that new mindset in the coming year, in the Christmas season? Um, you know, hopefully a, a better year for everybody across the board, but but what are you looking forward to when it comes to that new mindset?
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a personal, as a, you know, at the other end of Advent now I've learned a lot about, um, sort of taking that step back, quieting, you know, trying to find ways to sacrifice in a way that's going to be actually useful. Right. Um, and, you know, especially with like staying connected with friends and family, even though we're not in the same spaces, um, Mm -hmm you know, making sure that I am living that life of love, even without those connection points that I'm used to and uh, doing the same in my business. Um, so we, for, for 2021, we are pivoting to include more small businesses run by people who are part of marginalized and oppressed communities, Mm. making sure that we prioritize hiring, um, uh, folks to work with us whether they do like freelance design or they do writing or they do other things like that that who come from communities who are again like traditionally marginalized um uh we work with we are working with and figuring out new ways to um create products with people who do more recycling and sustainable you know um pieces um and some of them you know we our big thing was like working with catholic creatives but i don't necessarily think a lot of uh, or maybe this is wrong. Actually, I should amend that. I'm not sure if I know enough. Um, other Catholic, I don't know, um, like uh, resources that um, who who are doing this alongside me. Who are people I could hire? So, mm-hmm. so if anybody does know, please send them <laughs> my way. Um, but we are like trying to do something that's more like holistic. So there's like um, yeah. a brand, in, there are a bunch of brands in Detroit, you know, where I'm in Michigan. So Detroit is really close by and um, who are doing really great work um, hiring people from uh, oppressed communities. Um, I say that loosely and I say that largely because there's so many different pockets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to just like shoehorn myself into like, right. you know, just one way of serving or helping, but right. um, but yeah, so that's how I've been pivoting, um, and there's a lot of self-forgiveness that goes in there, too, because I've done it wrong most of my life.
0: <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it's I think it's a great idea that, like, we take what, charity seems to stem from, It we take what we have, the gifts that we have, the opportunities that we have. You mentioned you've got a great support system. Your parents are entrepreneurs, so you saw this when you were a kid, mm-hmm. and rather than say, okay, well, I'm just going to... I'm going to sell this stuff and I'm going to earn this money and I'm going to make myself a comfortable life. I mean, that a comfortable life is not a bad thing, but if it's just for yourself, well, then it, it does. You're not becoming good in the process. You're, you're merely just, you're, you're building up stores on earth that don't actually lead you closer to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, I guess then here at the end, my question or my, kind of my like final thought would be, if I'm listening to this and I hear you say, okay, well, she's got a business, she's got these really cool Catholic goods, I, I go on your website and I buy one of those things. I guess my question is, how would you encourage people to maybe start to embody that in their own life? Or like, what's step one if I want to become a more charitable person who, who becomes the kind of person who pays attention to a marginalized or oppressed yeah. community? like what's, How do I begin doing that work?
1: Um, Great question. I am not an expert, so I'm not going (laughs) to pretend (laughs) like, you know, I'm on the journey too, and I am, I am new to it. Um, So all of that to say, um, what I found the most helpful is to start listening and Mm -hmm. actually looking for people, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or small businesses who are um, from communities like that, um, and uh, amplifying their voices and listening to what they have to say and not only listening, but believing them because their experience is not my experience. Mm-hmm. And if I don't believe them, then I've basically just started a new form of, you know, sort of echo chamber for myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, reliquary supply on Instagram follows a lot of different folks from a lot of different places. They're not all Catholic. I don't agree with all of the things, but listening to those voices and mm-hmm. understanding, you know, um, a different reality than, than my reality, my sort of Midwest, you know, stay at home mom, Catholic reality, um, has been the most fruitful thing I have done in 2020. Um, and including through Advent to, um, sort of learn more about what charity actually is and and the voices who are speaking. So, you know, there's a bunch of Catholics who are really, really good at this. Um, uh, that I follow. And I know you follow also some of our favorites, like, um, Letitia um, mm-hmm. Ochoa, um, and, you know, Vanessa. Oh, I forgot her last name.
0: Goldberg. Yeah. Yes, Ooh, we have both been on the show.
1: Oh yeah. I love yeah. them. Um, Udochi, Um, I think she's been on the show too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these are some of my, you know, online friends and, and listening to them and, and, and believing them and, mm-hmm you know, going in the directions that they point us to, you know, they, I just, that's so important. And, um, and that's been extremely fruitful and, uh, I can't wait to do more work and also hire these women. Yeah. You know, like,
0: (laughs) yeah. Oh, and that's, I mean, that's, you're putting rubber to the road. It's not just, Oh, I've got this great idea, but like, here's this company. We want to be sustainable. We want to work with people who, who need the work, but who also like, deserve a place at the table, right? Like charity can't just be like, oh, I love you. And I love your experience. Like, like we actually then have to do something about it. We have to build bigger tables. We have to work to end the oppression. We have to, to mm-hmm. put charity into action. Um, where can we find out more about you and Reliquary Supply?
1: Oh, geez. Um, well you, uh, I'm the most active on Instagram. So it's at Reliquary Supply. Um, or you can find me on my website, ReliquarySupply.co. Um, I apologize for naming my company Reliquary.
0: Um. (laughs) I've learned how to spell it and typing all the things we needed for this episode. (laughs) Uh, So we'll put all that down in the show notes and send folks your way. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Katie. You know, when we think about charity, it's not just activism and it's not just being generous and it's not just loving another person purely because, oh, well, you know, I'm supposed to love them. I have to love them it's all integrated. It's activism and working for justice and loving and serving other people and and wanting to go out of our way to help those in need because that's what the Lord commands and what the Lord invites us into. And I think in this fourth week of Advent, especially as we are right on the cusp of Christmas, As we think about all of the other things we've talked about during this Advent season, about the hope of Christ's promise, about the peace that only Christ can bring, about joy, joy that should animate us and guide us, well, then charity flows from that. Or perhaps the other way around, those things flow from charity. I hope your Advent has been good. I hope this mini-series has helped you really dig into the season, pray more, listen to Christ more. Pay attention to how he's inviting you into deeper faith. Even more than that, I hope that it, it helps you celebrate Christmas well because you have lived Advent with intention. If we have truly believed in the promises of Jesus Christ, the hopefulness that he brings into our lives, if we have rested in the peace of Christ's promise, if we have joyfully thought of the things to come, and if we charitably serve and give of our time, our energy, our talents to other people, well, then maybe Christmas, even in a year like 2020, will be the joyous and momentous and glorious day that it is meant to be you can find all of our episodes in this advent mini-series over at AveMariaPress.com we'd be grateful if you'd give Ave Maria Press's Ave Explorers a rating and a review you can do it by just scrolling down and clicking five stars if you like it that helps more people find the show We have a whole new Ave Explorer series launching in 2021 about Catholicism around the world. So we hope you stick around, subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of that content. You can, of course, sign up to receive emails straight to your inbox over at AveMariaPress.com. The link is down in the show notes, as well as the link to our Instagram. We'd love it if you'd follow Ave Maria Press over on Instagram. There's really great content there. We think you'd really enjoy it. And of course, follow Reliquary Supply on Instagram. Go find the really cool products that they are creating over at their website. Give them a follow give them a shout out. They're a great Catholic business and we're so glad that they joined us today. We're so happy that you have listened to this Advent miniseries. We have another episode coming up next week about Christmas, so stay tuned. We hope you have a wonderful celebration with your family and we hope you live these last few days of Advent with intention, with purpose, with joy and you charitably give of yourself. See you soon.